discover the inherent power of God in you. Whether there are challenges or not, we are still the same. We are constant. God is constant. God does not change. And that is the life that we have received. It says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That is the same life we have also received. We are also the same yesterday, today, and forever. What kind of life? We, we, we are the same because we have the same life with Christ. So when you think about God, think about you. Because everything he is, that is why he told Abraham, he said, I am your, your exceeding great reward. God gave himself as a reward to Abraham. And we are the seed of Abraham. Therefore, we have inherited God himself. Listen to Pastor Oti Boati as Christ is magnified in you. 1 Corinthians 15, 58 says that... What does it say? First, go to 1 Corinthians 15, 58. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. Always abounding in the work of the Lord. For as much as you know that your labor is not in vain, your labor is not in vain. Your work for the Lord is not in vain. Look at the Amplified. Amplified. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be firm, steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. Then he says, always being superior, excelling, doing more than enough in the service of the Lord. Meaning that what God says you should do, you do, you even go beyond it. You do beyond what they are asking you to do going beyond the normal. If they say clean the chairs, you clean it to another extent. Yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Because it says knowing and being continually aware that your labor is not futile, is, not, is never wasted or to no purpose. You must know that. You must know that. It is not futile. It is to no purpose. There's a purpose. There's a reason. There's, there's a result. There's a reward for you as you work for the Lord. I showed you the last time how that working for the Lord is an old path that God has placed for, for his children to do well. You see. In Malachi chapter 3 from verse 13, I read that to you too the last time. Malachi 3, 13. God was talking. He said, your words have been stout against me. Your words have been stout against me, the Lord. Yet, you see, what have we spoken so much against? What have we said against you? Your words have been so stout against me. Your words have been very hard and very harsh to me. Harsh words have been spoken to God. And God is saying to the people, you are, you are asking me, how, what have we said that have been so harsh to you? Look at the next verse. You have said, it is vain to serve God. It is vain to serve God. It is of no use. No profit to serve God. And what profit is it that we have kept his ordinance and that we have walked mournfully before the Lord of hosts? What profit is there? Look at the, the message version from verse 13. It's so nice. There's profit, beloved. Tell me about this profit. There's profit. There's great profit. There's great profit. In working for the Lord. In, for in serving God. In serving God. It is the oldest secret you can ever think about. It is the oldest secret. Noah served God. Noah worked for God. Noah heard God's voice. God told him, build me an ark. And for 120 years he was building an ark and preaching to the people that God is bringing judgment on you. Enter my ark and you'll be fine. They didn't mind him. He was the only one with his family who were preserved because he worked for the Lord. He heard God, obeyed God, and did what God wanted him to do. So he became the beginner of another world altogether. There are two beginnings in the Bible that we have. Two records. Adam's beginning and Noah's beginning. The words that God spoke to Adam are the same words God spoke to Noah. Same thing. Be fruitful and multiply. Same thing. Why? Noah said God. Noah honored God. Noah worked for God. That is how he was preserved. His life was preserved. If you want your life to be preserved, Charlie, this is the way. Tell nobody, this is the way. This is the way. One man of God was driving. Top speed. He's, he likes driving. He's a prophet. He likes driving at top speed. He was driving from Akka to Kumase. He was working from Akumase during those years. Driving. Dri he, he was going to do something for the Lord in Kumase. 
driving, driving, top speed. As he was going, God told him, slow down, slow down. So he slowed down. When he slowed down, God told him, roll down your glass. So he rolled down his glass. When he rolled down his glass, he started hearing some noise in his tires. And he stopped. When he stopped, the, tire, the back, the front tire, you know the front tire, when the, if your front tire has a problem, chances of you surviving is very, very small. Because that's where the control is. You don't control the back, you control the front. Especially if it's a, if it's a double wheel, not four wheel. You, you can only control the, the front. The front tire, the right tire was off. It's the, the, the bolts in there and the nuts in there were not screwed properly by the, the mechanic who worked on it. So as he was traveling, the tire was out. It was, I mean, if he had gone for like two, a minute more, the tire would be off, completely off from the car. And he would have died. God just preserved him. When he got there, he just, thank you, Lord. He fixed it and then continued his journey. You see, God is not, hallelujah. Hallelujah. There are levels, though. There are levels. For instance, if you pick God's love, okay, the levels of God's love. John 3, 16 says, for God so loved the world, that is why he gave his only begotten son. So God loves the whole world. He loves everybody in it. Muslims, Hindus, Buddhists, everybody is loved by God. But First John 3, 1 is another kind of love for his children. Behold, what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us, that we should be called the sons of God. It's to the sons of God. That kind of love is for the sons of God. He differentiates. He knows those who are his and those who are not his. He loves everybody. But there are some people he doesn't joke with. Those are called his children. He calls them the apple of his eye. Touch them and see. When Paul was making havoc of the church, Jesus appeared to him and said, Why are you persecuting me? It is hard for you to kick against the pricks. How can I be kicking against nails and be okay? You are kicking against me. I'm the one you are touching. You see, so there's that level. He watches. He says, for God cares for you watchfully and affectionately. His eyes are on you every time as a child of God to do you good. However, there's a third level of his love. There's, a third, there's another level. There's another level of his love. And that love is for those who are attentive to him and do what he wants them to do. Romans 8, 28. Romans 8, 28 is not for everybody. It's for some people. It's not for everybody. And we know that all things work together for the good of them. That love God. Did he say to the good of them that God loves? Those who love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. He says, God, God, all things work together for good to them that love God. So immediately you start reciprocating God's love back to him. His attention for you and his love for you also is also another, another level of together. Same thing is written in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9. Look at 1 Corinthians 2, 9. But as it is written, I have not seen, nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man. The things which God has prepared for them that love him. Not those he loves. Those who love him. Immediately you start reciprocating his love back to him. He puts you on another platform altogether. Are you seeing it? So in the same, same, same way, working for the Lord puts you on another platform altogether. Check your Bible. You realize that all those who are interested in working for God and interested in serving God were on another level altogether. Yeah. It's not that he doesn't like the others. He likes everybody, but just like the way uh, you love your, you may have children, you have, all your, you have all your children, you love all of them, but the one who listens to you and flows with you chats with you. Sometimes some people don't want to chat with their parents. If you don't think that your parents need your, your, your conversation, they need you. Yeah. If your children will do something to you. Talk to them. Let them be happy. The Bible says, honor, that's what you're, honor them. Honor your father and your mother. Honor them by listening to what they are saying. Even if you will not do it, just listen to them. And honor them. Sometimes I said to my mother, what she said seven years ago is what she's saying now, again. Like, the story she's saying, I've heard it like 70 times. <laughs> but uh, I'll be listening and I'll do my face. I say, Adam Akadana. <laughs> Have I said it before? I'll say, yes, I've said it before. Oh, let me, oh, let me talk some pressure. There's pressure. I mean, let me talk so that the pressure, the heat will come out. Yeah. Just be there for them and let them be happy. Give, give to them, sow into their lives, do something for them. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The one who is, you see, if you are 
some of you call home and say that I'm coming home. Nothing happens when you are coming home. They don't do anything for you. You just come. Uh, okay, come. And then you come and join. You are in the house. You see, you are not treated. Different. You are not. You are not. You are nothing. You, you understand what I'm saying? Like you are. You are a child. We like you. We are. Come. Be be happy. Come and pound fufu and be happy. But there are some children who, when they are coming home, eh, there's a feast in the house. Do you know those type of children? Those are the ones who work and bring money home. Like they are part of the solution in the house. They solve problems. So when they say that they are coming home, tri- haven't you noticed that you've pounded food for your big brother before? Yeah. Like as your big brother is coming home, you are you. They tell you remove your shirt. Hey, come and pound the food. The papa if you like. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like someone who is more important is coming home because he's been contributing to the house and has been doing something for them. But the others, when they call that they come home, okay, come, come, we come. No jollof will happen in the house. No chicken will be killed because of you. No goat will be killed because of you. Nobody will stress himself because of you. Come, come, some, come home. Come and be happy. But there are others, Charlie, when they say that they are coming home. You know what I'm talking about. Same thing with God. There are people God cannot do without. Second Corinthians 9, verse 7. Second Corinthians 9, yes. Every man as he purpose his heart, so let him give, not gradually of necessity, for God loveth a cheerful giver. God loveth a cheerful giver. God does what? He loveth a cheerful giver. Who is a cheerful giver? One who gives for his work to go on. One who is interested in what he's interested in and sponsors it. One who does not do hey offering these offerings that they are taking all these offerings every time they are taking offering all this offering. <laughs> That's how you are giving your offering. That's how you are giving your seed. <laughs> the love of God for you is, is limited. I'm not the one. He says, "For God loveth." Didn't we see God's love for all those who are in the society? God loves the whole world. God loves his sons. But out of his sons, says the one who is a cheerful giver, he doesn't joke with him. He loves him. This love is different from the other one. Look at the Amplified. He takes pleasure. Okay, let me read from the top. Let each one give as he has made up his own mind and purpose in his heart, not reluctantly or sorrowfully or under compulsion. For God loves. He takes pleasure in. Prizes above other things. Oh, you debab the English that they talk for them. He prizes above other things and is unwilling to abandon or to do without a cheerful, joyous, prompt to do its giver whose heart is in his giving. He's unwilling to do without, he's unwilling to abandon or to do without. Hey, so there are some people in the kingdom of God whom God cannot do some things without. Yeah. Yeah, that's you just push them aside. <laughs> thank God for your life. God will say thank God for your life and continue his, his work. The moment you keen into that principle of working for him, your level changes. I see your level changing in the name of the Lord Jesus. Because you have decided to key into God. That's why you're that's why you're listening to me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Same thing. He says, Your words have been stout. Go back to that place. Malachi chapter 3, verse 13. Um, uh, let's read message. God says, you have spoken hard, rude words to me. You ask, when did we ever do that? When? When was it, God? When did we? When did we see? When? 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 When was it? The people were wondering, when? When was it? God says, when you said it doesn't pay to serve God. When you said it doesn't pay to serve God. What do we ever get out of it? This is all they are saying. This, when it doesn't pay to serve God, what do we get out of serving God? When we, when we did what the, what the Lord said and went around with long faces, serious about God of the angel armies, what difference did it make? It didn't do anything. It didn't do much for us. You've been going to church. What's the difference? Some people even dare say that. People do say that. Yeah. Is it true? Yeah. I tell you all this. Your church, church. Look at you. Every time I sit in church. Every time I sit in church. Every time I sit in church. Look at you. We are proud. You still don't have money. We are, we are richer than you are. You are not married. I'm married. You are not. I've been going. You don't need God for a car. You don't need God for a house. You don't need you. you all these things that you have been doing. You just be talking, talking, talking. But God says, okay, I've heard. I've heard all that. Look at the next verse, verse 15. 
Those who take life into their own hands are the lucky ones. The people are still talking. All those who do their own thing, it's like they're the lucky ones. Haven't you realized? It's like when you check the system, you realize that it's like if you add God to your life, you don't benefit. If you add some sakawa, something, something else to your life, some sugar daddy to your life, it makes a very big difference. Hey. Is it not? Is it not interesting? Yes. Yeah. It's like if you add something else, but God plus God, it's like it's a negative. Yes. That's why the people are saying that those who take life into their own hands are the lucky ones. They break all the rules. Amen. They break all the rules and get ahead anyway. What's the difference? What's the difference? They push God to the limit and get by with it. They push God. Have you ever, do you realize that it's like you have said, you have said this before? Right? Yeah. So God is giving you a reply. He's giving you a reply. God's reply is coming. Then those whose lives honored God got together and talked to over. God saw what they were doing and listening. And a book was opened in God's presence and minutes were taken to, to the, of the meeting. With the names of God fearers written down. I see your name being written down. Because you are God fearer. Yeah. And God fearers written down. All the names of those who are not God's name. Next verse. You documented. Okay, you people are talking. This is the set time. God of the angel army said, they are mine. These people that have written their names down, they are mine. They are my own. They are mine. You see? Who prompted you to wear the dress you are wearing today? Was there any discussion with anybody concerning the dress you wear? Did you discuss with the clothes which one you wear today? Yesterday, you started discussing. You look at your white shirt. <laughs> you, the last time I wore you, you disgraced me. <laughs> you disgraced me. You, you, will see, you will see tomorrow. Is that what you did? No, you didn't do that. You just chose one of them and wore. And you are looking nice this morning in your dress. It's called, the, it's called choice. We can't exp- you can't even explain why you chose it. You, you don't know what discussion went on in your mind. You just chose the dress you are wearing. The dress you are wearing is here with you and it's, it's giving you glory and you are giving the dress glory. Yeah. Isn't it? In the same way, God too has choice. God has choice. And he decides who to choose. And it is not subject to discussion. It is not subject to uh, whatever, like this one has stayed in the system. It is not subject to, it is his choosing. God has a choice. Check the Bible. Anybody that was used by God, did whatever by God, they weren't correct. Abraham was a liar. No one was a drunkard. Someone saying, I'll be I'll drink and die. That's what we are talking about. Understand? David took someone's wife. I'm just trying to let you know the imperfections of some of those people. The only perfect person was Joseph. He was able to run away from sexual immorality. David ran towards it. It's not a small thing. But God chose them. You look at Abraham. Abraham was a man of doubt before he became a man of faith, isn't it? He didn't even really believe in God like that. But God said, this is, I like Abraham. I like, it's my like. Why? Will you fight me? I like, I like. This one, this is what I like. God says, I should tell you that he, he says, he likes you. He, I like, I like these people. I like them. And I've told, he says, they are mine. They are all mine. They will get special treatment. You will get special treatment this year. Your response is like, I said you will get special treatment this year. When I go into action, God is going to action this year on your behalf. Listen, this is going to be your best year ever. Ever. Mark it on the wall. Even if you don't believe it, it will happen in your life. It will happen in your life. Just do what God says you should do. Do your part. You'll be shocked. God will shock you. He says they, they will get special treatment. They will get special treatment. When I go into action, I treat them with the same consideration and kindness that parents give the child who honors them. Did you hear that? The child who honors them. Because you have honored him by working for him. He says you too. You will see what I will do for you. You will see what I'll do. God is charging. He says, I'm when I go into Washington, everybody they will see the difference. They will see the difference that there's a difference between the one who serves me and the one who does not serve me, the one who does not mind me. They will see. Once more, you will see the difference it makes between being a person who does the right thing and one who doesn't between serving God and not serving him. You will see once again. When you look at the scriptures, you realize that there was a difference between Abraham and every other person. Lot abandoned Abraham. 
and abandoned the cross of God. Yeah. Where did he end up? He ended up in a cave with his two daughters sleeping with him yeah. and producing bad children after him. Hey. That was what happened when he decided that he was not going to serve God anymore. He was tired. Let me go away. That's what happened to him. He says, once more you will see. Abraham became so big that whenever he was entering countries, the kings were the ones who met him. He was so big. So big. Why? He was serving God. There's profit in serving God. Though. There's too much profit in serving God. I have served God all these years. I have had profit. This is, is the reward time. You see, there's sometimes you say I'm a prophet, like I'm, I'm, I'm a little prophetically inclined. One or two, some one or two things here. Yeah. And I'm telling you, I'm telling you by the Spirit that it is time. He says, Yeah, the set time to favor Zion is now. It is now. This is the time. Charlie, get ready for some what is reward time. Reward time. Reward time. It's reward time. What are you going to be rewarding you just like that? Rewarding you. Rewarding you. Someone just is getting something very big. He's like, yeah, I've started the year very well. I said, that God is going to do more during the year and do more after the, at the end of the year. Yeah. Listen, it's time to walk in the supernatural favor, supernatural blessings of God. Yeah. So there's a reward. So I started mentioning the rewards, isn't it? I mentioned point number one. It, it entitles you, eh, working for the Lord, launches you, it's a launch pad into fearful and uncommon favor and makes you a wonder to your generation. That's the first point I quoted. And I mentioned a scripture in Psalm 102, verse 13 to verse 15. Look at it, Psalm 102, from verse 13 to verse 15. It is time. God will honor you because you have honored him. I've seen young young people, you are young, but every time you're moving out, doing something for the Lord, some of the leaders, you've been going up and down. Your sandals is even becoming a flat sandal because you feel like you've been walking all over the place, trying to bring people to the house of God, cleaning the house of God, making things work. Every time it's like you're doing something for the Lord. It is reward time. You see, when you work, you, you are not paid. If you are a government worker, they pay you at the end of the month, isn't it? And so if, even though you are work, you, are, you may be employed this morning, okay, to work. When you start working on Monday, you will not be paid on Monday. You start work, you continue working on Tuesday, you'll not be paid. Wednesday, you'll not be paid. Thursday, you'll not be paid. Friday, you'll not be paid. The following week, the following week, the following week. It is there's a time for pay. When I used to work in the bank, we call it rain day. It is raining. The first person who goes to see that the pay has come will come and open the office and say, It has rained this morning. Aye! Everybody goes downstairs to the banking hall. Charlie, give me all my money. Give me my money. Everybody is payday. This is the year of pay. It's your pay year. You have been working. It is time to pay. It is time to pay. What God is doing is letting you know that continue doing what you are doing. It is time to pay. He says, Thou shall arise. He's talking about it. He says, God shall arise. And have mercy upon Zion for that time to favor her. Yea, the set time is come. There's a set time, just like you have in the banking play, whatever, whichever company you're working with. There's a set day for payment, normally it's 25th, 26th. There's a set time. If by 27th hasn't come, everybody starts wondering about the government. Charlie, Nana, I go pay, Nana, I go pay, Nana, I go pay, Nana, I go pay, Nana, I go pay. Last month, it came too early. By 20th, they had paid. So workers' money are finished. They have chopped everything with, uh, during their Christmas. January is one of the tightest months for most people. By January 15th, it's like people are dying. They are collapsing. And I pray, pray as early or something. Hallelujah. It is time. Yay. Yay. The set time has come. Why? Why is it time to favor her? Why should God arise and have mercy upon Zion? Why is it the set time? Says because your servants take pleasure in her stones. The servants take pleasure in the stones of Zion. They take pleasure in the building of Zion. The stones are used for the building. And they favor the dust thereof. They favor the dust of Zion. They favor the dust of, of Zion. They work so much, their, their body is full of dust. Dust. The, the dust of Zion has clung to them. For thy servants take pleasure. They take pleasure. They take pleasure. Fearful. Fearful favor. It will, the God is going to favor you to the point that it will, it will cast an image of fear upon the heathen. That's the next verse. It says, go to the next verse, verse 15. 
the one that those who don't serve God will wonder. It says, so the hidden shall fear the name of the Lord. He shall say, e, Charlie, the thing, it really works. Oh. What they have been saying really works. The Bible says that it shall come to pass in the last days that the mountain of the Lord's house shall be exalted above all the mountains. Above all the mountains you can think about. The highest mountain, the exalted mountain is the mountain of the Lord's house. Shall I? You are in the right place. Or you are doing the right thing. Or? I'm telling you. Do, listen, it says abound in the Lord. Abound in the work of the Lord. Do it more. Do it more. God is going to favor you. You are looking for a job. This is the way. God is going to give you a job. A very good one. High paying one. That will not extract you from every, every, other, thing you, every other thing that you will do. High paying one. It's time. I speak the truth. I lie not. It is time. Listen, it's like we've been, we've been doing it. But this year is going to be on another level. You've been seeing the favor of God in a certain way. It sparkles here and there. It's going to be abundant. Since the set time. I'm here to announce to you the set time. The set time. The set time. The set time. Hallelujah. The set time has come. Tell me about the set time has come. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Are you ready for point number two? Those of you are, are you ready for point number two? Point number two is that working for the Lord guarantees answers to your prayers. It guarantees answers to your prayers. You are now, you come into an atmosphere where prayers are answered. Listen, there are different types of people. They are seniors in the thing. There are people that God listens to. God is not biased, but there are people, God listens to all his children, but there are some of his children, he listens to them more. Do you get it? Um, you don't understand, but let me show you a scripture in the Bible. Let me show you one well, or two scriptures. You see what I'm talking about. Go to Acts chapter 9. Acts chapter 9. Let me show it to you. I'm coming to show you some magic, a magic scripture in the Bible. It's a magic scripture. From verse 36. Acts chapter 9 from verse 36. Now there was a Joppa, a certain disciple named Tabitha, which by interpretation is called Dorcas. This woman was full of good works and arms deeds, which she did. Good woman. Next verse. And it came to pass in those days that she was sick and died. She just died. Whom when they had washed, they laid her in an upper room. They washed her and laid her in an upper room. Now, Peter was close by. And for as much as leader, Peter was a leader. For as much as leader was nigh to Joppa, and the disciples had heard that Peter was there. The, Peter, the disciples had heard that Peter is at Joppa, at leader. They sent unto him two men, desiring him that he would not delay to come to them. Come to us, Peter, come. Now, question. Couldn't any of the disciples have prayed for Dockers to come back to life? Do you think they didn't try? Remember, she fell ill. She was sick. And then she died. They all know what to do when someone falls sick. Pray for the person. Anoint the person. Confess the word of God. They did all that. Nino Shibal Kalaba. I confess life. I speak life. <laughs> Dockers was lying down. Dockers, are you fine? It's, it's happening. It's working for me. It's working for me. One day when she said it's working, pa, she died. Their faith was, they didn't know what to do. They heard that Peter was close. Peter was nice, so they called him. Then Peter arose and went to them. When he was come, they brought him into the upper chamber. And all the widows stood by him, weeping and showing the coats and the garments which Dorcas made while she was, she was with them. She was, oh, she was a good woman. <laughs> we tried, we prayed. <laughs> <laughs> you see, she, she's so good that right now that she has died, we will not get anybody to give us a nice close again. <laughs> that was why we we're praying. We we're praying so well that God will keep her alive. <laughs> but she died. But Peter put them off. Come on, get out. Get out of this place. And kneel down. What did he do? And prayed. Didn't when the other people pray? And pray, he prayed. And turning to the body said, Tabitha, arise. Result, eh? Result. And she opened her, her eyes. And when she saw Peter, she sat, she, she sat up. Ah! What is the difference? 
notice the difference. There's a difference, though. Yeah. There's a huge difference. God, yet, what did Peter do? What was the story that thing that Peter did? He prayed. When they praying, they prayed. They prayed. They prayed. But nothing happened. This is the year that God is going to be listening to your prayer. And, and answering your prayer. He's going to be answering your prayer. There's a scripture that attests to it, confirms it directly. John chapter 15, verse 16. You have not chosen me, but I have chosen you. And ordained you that you should go forth and bring forth fruit. You have not chosen me, but uh, you have chosen me. You have not chosen me, but I have chosen you. And ordained you that you should go and bring forth what? He says, go and bring fruits. Go and produce results. Do my work. Do what I want you to do. So that your fruit should remain. Make sure the work that you are doing remains. The people you brought to church, make sure they are sitting in the house of God. Look at that. Look, you see, it's a, it's a, it's a colon. Colon means what is coming, or what is coming explains what has been said already, or is attached to what has been said. It's contingent to what has been said already. You have not chosen me, but I have chosen you. And not you that you should go and bring forth fruit, and that your fruit, your fruit should remain. So that whatsoever you shall ask the Father in my name, did he say he would consider? No. You think about it. No. He will try and see whether you qualify. No. He says he will. He may give it to you. He will give it to you. So I want to welcome you to the arena of real answer prayer. Yes. Oh, there are differences. There are differences. Some people pray and things happen. Why is that? When someone, someone, something happens, somebody will not pray. They will call somebody else. You know, you know that's like God listens to this one. Is this guy is closer to God? Yes. Eh? You're working for the Lord has brought you closer. Moses said to the Levites, do you count it a, a small thing that God has brought you nigh? God has brought you closer to him. Everybody, Israel was there, but Levi was closer. If you are closer, you can talk and the, no matter how much, how small you, how little you whisper, the person will hear you. Yeah. Even a whisper. This morning I was asking for something and God told me, be careful what you're asking for because I'll do it. This, that was what, this morning, God told me, be careful of what you're asking for because I'll do it. It's an arena. It's a place. Okay? It's a place. Why is it that sometimes you say, we are doing this, before you realize it has, it has happened? Sometimes you, you say that, we are do, I'm doing this, but it doesn't happen. Mm. It takes months, weeks, years, and it has not happened. Why? There's a difference. There is a difference. I'm showing you now that there's a difference. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Welcome to that place of difference. As you work for the Lord this year, even your thoughts, your thoughts will be answered by God. Like, you are just thinking about the thing. Before you realize, I showed up. One man of God said, I'm careful what I, I'm even careful of what I think. Because when I think it, it just shows up. He said, I've gotten to the place where I think it and it just shows up. When I think, I think that I need a car. The following day, someone has bought a car. Yes, I was assessing my assessing man ago. He was telling me that. Me too, this is when I think it. Before it wasn't like that. But this is when I think it, it comes. It's a place. Okay? It's a place. And I'm welcoming to that place. Of real answer. It says it guarantees answers to your prayers. Answers to your prayers. It's like you're not happy about what I'm saying. I said, God will be answering your prayers this year. He will, he, says, he will give you all that you ask in my name. Because you are bearing fruits. And your fruits are remaining. Cool, Number three. I want to run through it quickly. Our time is fast spent. In it. Number three. A guarantee supernatural safety and protection in times of trouble. Serving the Lord and working for the Lord. Guarantee supernatural safety and protection. Mark my way. I said supernatural. Supernatural. Like someone said. Supernatural protection. Safety and protection in times of trouble. Supernatural. When you are hemmed in, tied down, like there's no, there's no way this thing you are going to come out of it. God will show up. Look at Daniel chapter 6 from verse 19 to verse 22. Daniel experienced it. Daniel 6 from verse 19. You see it. Let me show you magic. I'm showing you magic scriptures. Like magic... It's an amazing thing. Am I in the Bible too? I'm reading something else to you. You see what I'm saying is in the Bible, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. 
Then the king arose. Now, this is Daniel's case. Daniel was serving the Lord. He was praying. The Bible says that he was praying. He, had, he prayed. He was praying. He said that nobody should pray. So I'm going to move the king to give a... a if you read up, you see. Let's go up a little. So that you see it. Okay? Go up a little. Go up. This one This one is even... I, just, I want you to see. Go to verse 1. Okay. Go up. Tell me about go up. Okay. It pleased the house to set over the kingdom 120 princes which should be over the whole kingdom. Verse 2. And over these three presidents, these three presidents of whom Daniel was first, that the princes might give accounts unto them and the king should have no damage. Continue. This Daniel was preferred above the presidents and princes because an excellent spirit was in him. Hallelujah. And the king thought to set him over the whole realm. The king wanted to make him everything and he would just, he would just, he would just go on holidays. Then the presidents and princes sought to find occasion against Daniel concerning the kingdom, but they could find none occasion, no fault. Daniel was so excellent that you couldn't get, that's how your life should be. You should be so excellent that nobody can say anything bad about you. They want to say something bad, but they can't find any spot. But they could find none occasion, no, no fault. For as much as he was faithful, neither was there any error. Or fault found in him. There was no hey, this is serious. There was no error or fault found in him. Next verse, verse five. Then said these men, We shall not find any occasion against this Daniel, except we find it against him concerning the love of his God. <laughs> he was a God person, God lover, God server, God worker. That they realized that they can't get him in any way apart from something with respect to God. So let's let's do something. Next verse. Then these presidents and princes assembled together to the king and said on that's unto the king. Him Dios, live forever. All the presidents of the kingdom, the governors, and the presidents, blah, 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 and to make a firm decree that whosoever shall ask a petition of any god, look at look at the thing. They said that they said to the king that we have all consulted together to establish a royal statute. You see, the king made them. There are people who, when they become, they come into authority, they take things into their own hands and corner the one who put them in authority. That was what they did to this king. They cornered him. He made them princes and they cornered him. He said that we have come together. It's, uh, 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 the, the people, the people, we are, this is the, the, the decision of the masses. We have come together, all of us, all of us, say all of us. All of us have come together to ask. We have, we have come together to make a firm, to, to establish a royal statute, and to make a firm decree that whosoever shall ask a petition of any God or man for 30 days, save of thee. You see, they put him inside to make his head very nice. Oh, I'm very important to all, except of thee. Oh, king, he shall be cast into the den of lions. He shall be cast into the den of lions. Anybody who asks anything from anybody apart from you for the next 30 days. You see, Daniel was so addicted to serving God and working for the Lord that 30 days was too long to get him along this line. First day, look at the next thing. Now, okay, establish the decree and sign the writing that it be not changed according to the blah blah. Go to the next verse. Go to the next verse. So he signed it. Now, when Daniel and Daniel knew that the writing was signed, he went into his house. What he knew of it, he just went. The very moment was made. He went into his house and his windows being opened in his chamber toward Jerusalem. That's how they used to pray during those times. You pray towards the temple. He knew down on in his knees three times a day and prayed and gave thanks before his God as he did aforetime. We'll, we'll do it. We don't care. We'll serve God. What do you think? We will do it. We'll, no, we don't mind you. We'll do it. Go to the next verse. Then these men assembled and found Daniel praying and making his obligation before his God. Hey! They came here and speak before the king. Blah, 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 blah. The guy, this guy has, has sinned. He has gone against the statute. The king didn't like it. But it was happening anyway. Ultimately, they cast Daniel into the, the lion, the den, the den of lions. They put him in there. Go to verse 19. I don't want us to read too much. When you go home, read it for yourself. You understand what I'm saying? Then the king arose very early in the morning. So the king put him in there. Even though he didn't want to put him there, he had to put him in there. Then he arose early in the morning and went in his, in, onto the den of lions. Of course, he couldn't sleep. The king could not sleep. Because he cared about, about, about Daniel so much. Next verse. And when he came to the den, he cried with a lamentable voice unto Daniel. And the king spake and said to Daniel, oh, Daniel Look at what the king said. Oh, Daniel, servant of the living God. Oh, 
Oh, Daniel, servant of the living God. It's thy God whom thou servest continually. May that be your story this year in Jesus' name. Thy God is thy God whom thou servest continuously, able to deliver thee from the lion. Is he, was he able to do it? Daniel spoke out of the, the den. Then said Daniel unto the king, O king, live forever. O, say, O king. Live forever. forever. Next verse, verse 22. My God has set his angel, sent his angel, and has shut the lion's mouth that they have not hurt me. For as much as before him, innocence was found in me, and also before the O king, have I I done no hurt. He was protected. This is supernatural protection. God shut their mouth. Why? He's my servant. He's my servant. What are you talking about? He's not going to die. He's not going to die. Ezekiah could not die. Ezekiah could not die. Because he was a servant. He was a worker for the Lord. The first, day, the first man, the first year he was made king, the Bible says that he repaired the house of God. And did, he set everything in order. Set everything in order. Supernatural protection. There are some members who be coming to your home who cannot find They can't find you. They can't find you. They can't find your house. There are things that will happen. You are supposed to die, but you'll be alive. Supernatural protection. I'm prophesying to you. You know I'm prophesying to you. Supernaturally, you'll be protected. You'll be kept. No harm will come to you. Not a single hair of your head will fall to the ground without God's notice. Listen, this year, supernatural protection. No. I said supernatural safety and protection. The lions were hungry. Oh. They were very, very, very hungry. But they could not eat like uh, Daniel. He was in there. He slept. He had, he had a nice night with them. Rubbing their head by cats. Mm. Then he would hold their teeth small. And check. Hey, it's sharp, oh. <laughs> The other group, all those who, were, who could knife them, got Daniel into that den, were rounded by the king that same morning. Mm. They were sleeping and joining themselves. Oh, we've, we are done with our enemy. We are done with our enemy. We are finishing he didn't consider them enemies, but they considered him enemies. We are done with them. They had a good night's sleep. The following morning, early in the morning, they and all their family were rounded up and were thrown into the, the lion's den. They, before, the Bible says, before they got down, before they, they hit the floor, nobody hit the floor in one piece. Everybody who hit the floor hit the floor in different pieces, in booms. Look at it. The king commanded, and they brought those men, this is verse 24, which are accused and they cast them into the den of lions. Them, their children, and their wives. May that be the, the, the end of your enemies in Jesus' name. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You are too, you are too nice. Uh, Tell everybody you are too nice. You are a child of God. Even when I say your enemies, you don't like <laughs> But there are people who genuinely don't like you. They don't like you. Maybe for maybe their case in Jesus' name. And the lions had the mastery of them and break all their bones in pieces. So ever they came to the bottom of the den, before they got to the bottom of the den, everybody was broken. In the sky. Supernatural safety and protection in the times of difficulty. Did you see that? Yeah. Number four. Point number four. I'm showing you the benefits. You should, you should be aware of the benefits. Eh? This abound in the work of the Lord. Knowing that your work is not in vain. So I'm showing you the fact that these are some of the things that are happening around you when you are working for the Lord. Okay? So number four. It guarantees supernatural turnaround of difficult and impossible situations. Hallelujah. That's only protect you. It com- it commits a supernatural t- supernaturally things will just turn around. It guarantees supernatural turnaround of difficult and impossible situations. Difficult and impossible situations. Luke chapter five, verse one to verse eight. Bible says that Peter had told. Throughout the night, he had told throughout the night, he was searching for fish. He wanted to have money. You know, when he gets a fish, you sell it, you get money. Difficult situation. He had applied all the things that he knew. But it wasn't working. Jesus came in the morning and told him, can I use your boat to preach? 
and he gave his boat to Jesus. Jesus sat in there and preached to the people. And after he was done, he told Peter, cast your nets to the right side for a drought of a catch. Peter said, Lord, we have told all night. We have told all night. All night. What you have told for last year, last two years, last three years, last four years, last five years, last six years. And you are, in fact, you are even expecting to toll again this year. I'm telling you that your season of toll is over. It's time for a supernatural turnaround. A supernatural turnaround. The Bible says that he enclosed a great number of fishes. A great number. That the, the nets break. His nets break. His boat sank. You are in for a net breaking, boat sinking testimony this year. Believe it and it is yours. I said it is yours as you believe it. That is why you must not you must not stop serving God even in your difficult time. Okay? You must not serve you must not stop serving God. There are some people who make a deal with God. God, if you don't do this for me, count me out. If you don't do this for me, forget about it. You don't say that. You don't say that. Job in Job 1 3, the Bible says that Job go to Job chapter 1, verse 3, and then look look at verse 8. Job 1 3. His substance, Job's substance was 7,000 sheep and 3,000 camels and 500 yoke of oxen and 500 she asses and a very great household. So that this man was the greatest of all men of the East. He was the greatest of all men in the East. Greatest. Look at verse 8. And the Lord said unto Satan, Has thou considered my servant Job that there is none like him in the earth? A perfect man, an upright man, one that feared God and excused evil. This was how the Job was. He fears God and excused evil. He loves God and works for God. That is why he was the greatest. You and I know the story. He lost everything, but he never cursed God once. His wife told him, Curse God and die. He said, He said, Don't speak like one of the foolish women. Don't talk like that. People were telling him, curse God and die. Say something bad about God. Curse God and die. But he stood still. He still said God. Worshipped God. And said things about God. During the time of his trouble. And the Bible said that God gave him twice. As much as he lost. There was a supernatural terror. It was one night. Just in one night. Everything changed. Just as the trouble came in one night. Everything changed in one night. Look at verse, chapter 42 verse 10. Job 42 verse 10. And the Lord turned the captivity of Jacob. I see your captivity chaining, turning, Jesus and changing. Some the, the the toil, the trouble, the oh, Charlie, have you realized that's like you've been through some things? Yeah. Some things have near you. They have Charlie. It's not, it's not, it's not been a, a small thing. Supernatural turn around this year. Supernatural, unexplicable turn around for you. Difficult situations standing around. And the Lord turned the captivity of Jacob when he prayed for his friends. Also, the Lord gave Job twice as much as he had before. What we saw in verse 3, chapter 1, verse 3, was doubled. Everything now double, double. Do you believe in a God of double, double? Get ready. Tell everybody, get ready. Get ready. Listen, I see God giving jobs, so especially jobs, especially like you'll be giving your tithes. It will be giving tithes. Yeah, you finish school that bad, you know no job because the system is so difficult. It's been difficult, but this time around, there's going to be a supernatural turn around for you. Be looking out for a call from a place you have not even applied to. Too. Start making applications. Start sending applications. You will be answered. The doors you'll be knocking are going to be open for you this year. Give the word a shout. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let me let me mention this last this one for the it's just I'm just mentioning five for today. It's too long. I can't finish. It's ten. I have five extra. Yeah. Number five. We have to do communion and all those things. So let's start so that you can go and go in. I know your family wants to see you as well. Your family members will see you. Some chicken is crying in the house. Something. You never know. Number five. It ushers you into all round prosperity and pleasure. Serving God ushers you into all all round prosperity and pleasure. Serving God is nice, though. Yeah. It's nice. It's nice. It's nicer than chupa chops. It's nicer than alewa. It's nice. Job chapter thirty six verse eleven. Job thirty six verse eleven. You are in for greatness this year. Jesus. Be expecting it everywhere you are in the world. 
be expecting you will be giving you'll be giving thousands of cities thousands of dollars thousands of euros thousands of pounds listen take the you see do you know why we are talking to you like this take these words there the bible says that take their prophecies and wage a good warfare with them insist on having this happen in your life if you see any other thing say that hey brother this is what this is what god said about me this is what god said about me this year it's supposed to be different and enforce a change and you see you see results take the words of god and fight with it do you understand yeah job chapter 36 verse 11 if they obey me if they obey me and serve me they shall spend their days in prosperity they shall spend their days have you been obeying the god the lord have you been serving the lord this year as you obey and serve him he says you shall spend your days so the whole year every day every day is a day of abundance it is declared a day of abundance for you every day every day is christmas this year in the name of the lord jesus every day is christmas if they obey me and serve me they shall spend their days in prosperity and their years in pleasures 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 says i'm the god who bring who give thee the power to make wealth to get wealth, so that you can establish my covenant because you are interested in establishing his covenant get ready for supernatural wealth listen i've been qualifying every statement with supernatural 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 it is not come on it's supernatural you understand you it's not going to come the way you think it's going to be supernatural what you didn't think about how you didn't think about it's going to it's going to be like that supernaturally supplied for supernaturally taken care of if they obey and serve me they shall spend their days the whole year is declared christmas for you God bless you for listening. Keep listening to the word as Christ is made the center of your world. For prayer and counseling, call 024-563-8314 or send an email to info at christworldinc.com. God bless you.